0: It's not unusual to find plenty of wine caves and wine cellars in wine country. What is unusual is discovering a sophisticated broadcast facility inside these well-protected and often top-secret chambers. But maybe it really isn't that surprising that America's number one wine broadcast originates from the soul of wine country. And it is our great privilege to do all we can to inspire you. If you drink wine simply because, well, it's a drink, we've got our work cut out. For literally thousands of years, wine has fueled celebrations, ended conflicts, and provided the ultimate connection between one human being and another. It makes food taste better, lifts spirits, sparks our imagination, and beckons us to slow down and love life. If that all sounds good to you, you're in the right place. So sit back, Clear your head, put any worries you have on hold, and join us as we go in search of this week's Grape Encounter. But be warned, we speak a much different language than what you typically experience in most wine-centric environments. But you didn't come here because you're ordinary, did you? Good, because your host, David Wilson, is here to take you far, far away from the beaten path. Here's
1: David. I have to assure you that the Next three weeks are gonna be very unusual episodes of Grape Encounters. The last few days have been a lot like my favorite attraction when I was a kid at Disneyland. Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Just absolute craziness. And I have here out of the booth and in the main studio our announcer, winemaker, friend, uh, one of the great voices in radio, Brent Keist. Brent, I-, I had to get you in on this because so many weird things happen. And I haven't told you.
0: It, it's great to be here. And I must uh, tell our audience that you have been stir crazy. You have been housebound. And this was a great opportunity for you to leave town and get in that car and trundle up the coast. And I'm very, very happy that you got a chance. D- to don't do
1: that. I look better now? You do. You've to... got the bugs on your teeth. And- <laughs> This was an epic trip. And it all started when I got an invitation to go do an interview with Bonnie Meyer. And that interview was so profound that I stretched it over two episodes. Not this one, although we're going to talk a bit about that, but next week and the week after Bonnie of course co-founder of Silver Oak Winery it was legendary immensely legendary it was the bar setting winery in the early 70s and it made and continues to make extraordinary cabernet sauvignon not only wine they made along with her now late husband Justin Meyer And the reason I went to go see her is because she has written a book called Perfectly Paired, and it's about her love affair with Justin, who was a Christian Brothers monk-turned-winemaker-turned-husband. And the story is amazing, and the wine is great and incredible because of this love affair. And there's a lot more to the story, so it's a long story and maybe the best story I will ever tell about wine. No kidding. I'm hyped. I can't believe I got to have the opportunity that I did. And This is something to brag about, definitely. Yeah. And then I went on to see some other folks that are very important to me, one of them in the wine business, one of them associated with the wine business through broadcasting, and one of them a real mentor of mine and colleague of mine as well. So we're going to talk about that. But here's the deal. I packed up the car and I brought my co-host with me. No. Oh, not you, Brent. I brought Henry, my multi-poo, 18 pounds, white. He's adorable. He travels with Henry. He's old. He's 12 years old. This is the longest trip he's been on. And I want to just say something that I haven't said over the last month or so. I lost my mom last month. And it chokes me up to even say that I haven't really talked about it at all. My mom was amazing, so special to me. Henry was her dog. And I took him on about a year and a half ago, oh, actually longer than that now. And he was awful because he had been neglected, not on purpose, but my mom was really in bad shape and she couldn't give him the love that uh, he really needs. And now he's just a wonderful pup that he is I just love him but traveling with a little dog when the weather outside is approaching 115 degrees and I didn't get him clipped back as much as I should have it was yeah that was a challenge and then what really it was
0: more of a challenge for him
1: though oh yeah well believe me I didn't put him at risk at any time but what was even more of a challenge was navigating around fire when I left it was no big deal it was just hot but then we had these freak lightning storms and thunder and Oh, my gosh. It was amazing but brutal. And now we've got fires raging all over California. It's awful. I mean, we can't even open the door here. It's so smoky. It is totally yucky outside. So let's talk about something more positive. I wanted to share with you some thoughts about Bonnie Meyer, the person, because the next couple of weeks, you're going to hear a lot from her. But I just wanted to share a few thoughts from the bottom of my heart, because I was really deeply moved by her. You know, when I was invited to meet with her, I was invited to do an in-depth interview about this book that she has written, Perfectly Paired. And there's a lot that I knew about her, or at least I thought I knew about her, but it was really just the tip of the iceberg. I knew that there was a passionate love affair between Justin and Bonnie that was both extraordinary and unthinkable. And I knew. That that it fueled the creation of a profoundly amazing Cabernet Sauvignon, which is a benchmark not only in the Napa Valley, but on the world wine stage as well so often we journalists hurry off to our interview destination, get into the interview quickly, return to home base, prepare our story, and then do the same thing over and over again. That mostly works out, but sometimes you wish you could have stayed longer, dug a little bit deeper, uh, had the chance to have a deeper, more personal, and intimate conversation with the person that you're interviewing. Anyway, I I was invited to stay in the guest house on Bonnie's property in the Napa Valley, and it was such a great opportunity to take one of those all too in frequent deep dives so when our conversation takes off in a myriad of directions i was so grateful that bonnie says to me hey would you like to stay another day that was an easy yes anyway i did spend a lot of time with her and it didn't take me very long to realize why her late husband who was a legendary monk turned winemaker was so captivated by his future bride here's a few things that i wrote for a future article i want to just read it to you Her presence is infectious. No, not in the COVID kind of way. I've done thousands of interviews in my life. I've met countless truly remarkable people. Bonnie is someone who stands out for much more than her success. She's the real deal when it comes to basic human values, kind, welcoming, interested in everyone else, giving, gentle, exceptionally competent in everything that she takes on and something the world could use a lot more of. Humble. anyway after unpacking my things in the guest house that i was given adjacent to the home where bonnie's lived for a really long time first with justin then their children and now alone she invited me to join her for a home-cooked meal what a joy to sit across the table socially distance of course from somebody capable of making even a perfect stranger feel like family all right i'm far from perfect What was perfect was the conversation, never a loss for words, steeped in honesty about politics, religion, every other aspect of life on this planet and beyond. Another thing that immediately struck me about Bonnie was how wonderfully lived in her home was, and I'm not talking about it being messy or worn out, I'm talking about inviting and purposeful, every room, every corner was to be used and enjoyed. And so often when I get the opportunity to enter the home of a person of her stature, so much of the interior expanse is really just for show. And I can relate to that because when I was a kid, we had this living room that me and my two brothers were not allowed to enter. It was the biggest room in the house. It was never used for anything. And as a matter of fact, if we did happen to set foot in there, leaving indents in the perfectly fluffed up shag carpet of those days, we were required to use a clean grass rake to get the carpet back into its pristine shape. Anyhow, despite masks and social distancing, I can tell you I have rarely felt so comfortable in a stranger's home. She told me, let yourself in when you get up tomorrow morning. And she points to a French press coffee maker and says, you know how to use this. And it was more of a statement than a question. And I definitely did. However, even though I was up at a reasonable hour, she had already gone to the Oakville grocery store to pick up baked goods, to go with scrambled eggs, and of course, French press coffee that she made. Anyway, I would describe our breakfast conversation as warm warm inventive, insightful, engaging. And on a personal note, this past year, I've experienced a a lot of loss. So it was therapeutic. It was uplifting. And I never expected that. And that's how it was over the course of nearly three days. And honestly, I feel like I'm a better and wiser person for having shared this little snapshot with Bonnie. I do want to point out that Bonnie's kindness and her caring spirit clearly was not influenced by the fact that I'd be doing multiple broadcasts and podcasts with her. I got to be a fly on the wall who could observe her interactions with other people, gardeners, her vineyard workers, folks at the delightful sunshine grocery store that we went to. My conclusion is that Bonnie has not earned the wonderful reputation she's enjoyed for a half century or more simply because of her accomplishments. It's also about the tremendously kind person she is. Bonnie Meyer is the real McCoy. We'll be back with more Grape Encounters right after this. You know, even though I spend almost every waking hour trying to track down all things wine, Total Wine & More is always several steps ahead. Total Wine doesn't just sell the same old, same old. They're always busy forging relationships with the best producers so that they're able to provide exceptional wines that are exciting and new to you at incredible prices. And for a contactless experience, try their curbside pickup option. Simply order online for an easy new way to shop at TotalWine.com.
0: free trade chocolate-covered walnuts. And for bakers, MM Organics produces 100% gluten-free walnut flour, estate walnut oil, and of course, their crazy delicious raw walnuts. Get all their products online at mmorganics.com. That's mmorganics.com.
1: Summer is here, invigorating our state of mind and sparking desires for things that complement our playful mood. Yep, our barbecues are already working overtime, cranking out slabs of baby backs that pair perfectly with light, crisp summer sippers. And if you need a little inspiration, check out the summer wine list that no one can resist. It's Total Wine & More's Top 12 Summer Wines, featuring a truly eclectic cross-section of wines all under $20 and many under $10. Plus, Total Wine & More is offering summer wine bundles that save you up to $24 on a variety pack of wine. And now that we've all gotten into curbside buying, you can order online at TotalWine.com and pick up your order in the store or just outside for a contactless experience. The best lineup of super low-priced summer wines is just a click away at TotalWine.com. Encounters Radio, talking about maybe one of the most, if not the most, extraordinary trips I've taken, certainly in years, sitting in with me to share the memories. Brent Keist, my announcer, my friend, one of my favorite winemakers. I bet you wish you could have come with me.
0: Oh, I was hoping that you'd stick me in your luggage. <laughs>
1: well, it would have been hot in there. Yeah. So, so let me tell you, I want to talk a little bit more about my time with Bonnie, then we'll go on to some other things to talk about. But I got there on Sunday evening and I was using my my nav system to find her and she had sent me a map as well. Whenever somebody sends me a map, I just ignore it, right? I just use the nav system. Anyway, that was a bad idea. I suddenly find myself just roaming through vineyards and normally you kind of can see over the top of vineyards, but there's a lot of oak trees in there. And by the way, they're not silver oaks because there's no such thing. No. Silver Oak is a, a term that is derived from the Silverado Trail, famous road there in Napa, and what else?
0: And the oak trees?
1: No, no, you're wrong. No. You're wrong. Uh-oh, the town of Oakville. Oakville, ah, yes, which is the Oakville where, grocery. It's where it's where Silver Oak is is located. So anyway, I'm I'm driving, trying to find her house. Believe me, it's hard to find. You. Uh, You're driving on little narrow roads, and they're winding around in vineyards, and once in a while you'll come to an old ancient farmhouse or a barn or something like that, and then I I give up on my nav system, and I say, oh, I better look at Bonnie's map, and then that doesn't help me either, and I finally, all I can do is call her up on the phone. I was so embarrassed, and she walked me through it, literally walked me through it until I was in her front yard, and she was standing there talking to me on the phone. You're here. I also wanted to share is that while I got there, it was just amazing. And she had talked about the thunderstorms the the day before. But um, she put me up in this, this guest house, as I mentioned in the last segment. And boy, oh, boy, the next day, oh, my gosh, the lightning storm early in the morning, it was ferocious, absolutely ferocious and for for the rest of you who may live in other parts of the u.s. where it actually rains in the summertime it never rains in california (laughs) but uh i will warn you it pours and it did
0: now how did uh, henry deal with that because you know dogs are very sensitive to thunder and lightning okay
1: so henry is only a foot tall Uh all right and he's old right i'm i'm on this really super super comfy bed that's kind of up high right At home, there's a bench at the foot of the bed that's just the right height for Henry to jump up to the bench and then just jump up to the bed. When the first bolt of lightning and the thunder exploded, Henry leaped, I swear, four feet in the air, was on the bed and in my arms. And there we sat. There we laid through this intense storm that went on for quite a while actually. It was crazy. I wished we
0: had a way of looking for comfort But dogs have us, so what can I say?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Some other funny stories that have to do with Henry. I stayed the first night, but the second night, um, it had gotten just blistering hot, and now there are fires around us. There's smoke in the air. And I'm I'm observing Bonnie as she's talking to uh, various people that are very close to her or even work with her that are now in harm's way. And- you know, there's been so much in the way of terrible fires that have taken place in Napa and Sonoma over the uh, recent years, and it just seems to be getting worse and worse. And so we're watching a fire up on the hillside, and Bonnie explains that uh, somebody very important to her lives up there, and she even has a conversation. And I'm a fly on the wall, right? And this is getting really serious at this point in time. It was really remarkable to to just see her concern and her compassion and um, just love for the people who work with her. There were a lot of people that I met along the way, and she works with just amazing people that love their job, that love working for her.
0: Well, it's a tight little community
1: up there. Oh yeah, absolutely. But we went to the grocery store together, the Sunshine Grocery Store. I mentioned that earlier, and, and then uh, followed that with we're going to cook dinner tonight. Wow. And then uh, I don't know. It was just it was just a, a crazy wonderful time.
0: Now she's a. She is really a rock star winemaker. Oh, yeah. When she goes out into the public and goes to the grocery store, do people recognize her? And, and
1: <laughs> Well, you would think, but yeah. we were all wearing masks. Oh, well, yeah, that's true. They it, probably just thought she was robbing it. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm walking around the grocery store, and they've got a lot of gift items and stuff. There's a whole display of Bonnie's books there. No kidding. Yeah, yeah. perfectly uh, paired. Yeah, but back, I was going to talk about Henry. Right, Henry. So that second night, we talked until uh, I think 11 o'clock at night. So we had done um, interview – I actually cooked dinner for her while she worked. She, she looked at me and she said, hey, would you like to cook dinner tonight?
0: Well, you're a foodie. I'll bet you that
1: was – Well, it. yes, exactly. And, and I, told, I looked back at her and I said, only under one condition. You know what it was? What? It was the condition that she let me go through her, all of her kitchen cabinets – so we ended up making that was a brave thing for her to do. I know, but the insight that I got into her, you know what the teas and the you know just the different selection of honeys and spices and whatever, just speaks volumes uh, about that person and her house is just you know it's not um it's not a mansion, it's the house that she and Justin first lived in, and it's wonderful it's so welcoming it's just it's extraordinary just how it was such a normal, untainted person she is. Because you can get tainted when you have the kind of success that they had.
0: You know, but at the, the same time, they're, they are simple farmers in a way.
1: Yeah. Well, we've learned that uh, many times with many of the people that we've had on the show that, you know, even though they're big names, they're just, you know, the same as you and I. Put their pants on the the same way, one leg at a time.
0: Well, you know, that's one of the beautiful things about uh, being able to visit wineries. You know, we all love wine. But the idea of actually going to a winery and seeing where the, the grapes are grown and then, of course, meeting the rock star owners and they're, they're accessible. Yeah. You, can, you can talk to them. Yep. That is an exciting thing, and that's yeah. I, that, I think that's one of the, one of the pleasures of, uh, of going out and tasting yeah. wine at, at uh, wineries.
1: And if there's one common theme to this show that I repeat very often, it's that if you know the person well who makes the wine or at least understand them, you will understand the wine. There is so much personality that goes in the bottle, and I don't care what anybody says – it it really is true. Anyway, I went out to the very famous vineyard um, uh, that is named for her, Bonnie's Vineyard, and I grabbed a cluster of Cabernet Sauvignon grapes, and that became the basis of a sauce along with caramelized onions that were pureed with a you know a, a hand a blender. Wow! And she she said, you know, in all these years, I never thought about making a sauce with our grapes. It was pretty delicious. Oh, I'll bet. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good dinner. I, You know, that could go a lot of different ways, but it went the right way. Anyway, so, uh, oh, I, I forgot to tell the story about Henry, and uh, that's Henry. very, that's a very important part of the story. But now you're going to have to wait, because <laughs> oh, this is really, this is very amusing, okay? But it was scary. <laughs> so I'll tell that when we return with Grape Encounters Radio. I'm sitting here with my uh, good buddy and partner in crime. On the show, usually behind the scenes mostly, but the voice that opens and closes the segments, and the guy who helps to keep me sane, and does a lot to help with, you know, the production of the show as well. Thank you, Brent. I appreciate you very much. Pleasure. Back with more Grape Encounters right after this. We like to talk about wine. you know that there's a lot more going on in the world of grape encounters than what you hear each week on the radio show? If your answer is no, it means that you're not as plugged into our wild, wacky, and wonderful world of wine. But we can fix that right now. I really want to share a lot more with you than what we're able to do during the weekly show, like wine recommendations, interesting ways you can play with your wine, information about upcoming wine happenings, and even recipes I've developed just for you. There are two things you can do to get plugged in. First, join the Grape Encounters Radio group page on Facebook. Make sure it's the group page. Or you can sign up for our mailing list at grapeencounters.com. In coming weeks, I'll be doing giveaways, offering free online parties exclusively for you, and a lot more. Please don't miss out. Connect with me on Facebook or at grapeencounters.com.
0: Words can be very confusing. When you're crazy, people say that you're nuts. But what if you're crazy about nuts. Well, that doesn't mean that you should be sent to the funny farm. It means that you should be sent to the farm of M.M. Organics, the producers of organic heirloom walnuts, and walnut products that are so incomparably unique and delicious, other nuts will be reduced to wallflowers. Whoops! There we go with those crazy meanings of words again. After all, if being a wallflower means disappearing into the background, then why does being a walnut from M.M. Organics mean standing out from the rest? Confused? Well, you won't be when you discover the glorious deliciousness of walnut halves, baking pieces, fair trade chocolate covered walnuts, and other scrumptious walnut products from MM Organics. Learn more and order yours at mmorganics.com where you'll also find our utterly irresistible two horse Portuguese dessert wine that everyone goes nuts for. Get crazy at mmorganics.com. We're back with more grape encounters. Hey, please do us an enormous favor and like us on Facebook. It's the very best way to learn about other opportunities that we may not share on the broadcast. Also, join our mailing list on grapeencounters.com. Listeners on our contact list receive some exclusive opportunities. Become an insider. Enough said. Here's your wine captain, David Wilson
1: back with grape encounters radio and back from a glorious grape encounters trip although i must say it's bittersweet because i went there and everything was beautiful except hot uh, when i left the napa valley and i also went to sonoma as well it was just fires everywhere i just hated it Uh, brent keist is here with me our announcer And uh, somebody who helps to produce the show in wonderful ways. I appreciate it. But Brent, I did not get a chance to speak to what ended up happening with Henry, my dog. Okay. The second night, we ended up talking until quite late. And it was really – it was a wonderful conversation about so many different things. So I say goodnight and I head back to my accommodations outside and it's actually called the pool house because there's a pool there right in front of it, right? And Henry's in there uh, with the AC going, but I realized, oh, gosh, I got to take Henry for a walk. And I didn't mention that to Bonnie, so I, I guess she shut the lights off, including the exterior lights. So I just turned the flashlight on on my iPhone like I normally do, and I'm walking Henry around. All of a sudden, splash. <laughs> oh, God. Henry falls into the pool. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. I have no idea if Henry can swim or not. I I can't imagine where he would have learned to swim. My parents didn't have any kind of uh, body of water. And I could hear him wildly, you know, kicking his legs and all that. Within seven seconds, I fished him out. And it was really funny because I rushed him back into the pool house And he was soaked to the skin, and he was so happy. I'll bet. He's running around like a puppy because it was so hot. And he was joyful, absolutely joyful. But he soaked that whole room. That and I, I thought, oh God, I hope this doesn't ruin anything. But I got it cleaned up. I got him cleaned up. Well, you know, he's a cute dog. I'm looking at him right now. He's looking right back at you. Yeah. <laughs> but he's deaf. He's old, and he can't swim. All right. I en- ended up uh, staying a total of two and a half, almost three days there, I'm so grateful for that time. It's really – this is something I want to ask you about. We hear a lot about fake news. I don't really like that label, but I I think a lot of what people call fake news is just incomplete journalism because we do dash in and we dash out, and we normally can't take that amount of time. But because there's so much information being generated every single day, I think we – miss the opportunity to get it completely right. I
0: think that it depends on the mindset of the actual reporter.
1: Yeah, but I but I will say this and I'm not going to get political here other than to say that there are an awful lot of good reporters that I know that take heat just, oh, yeah. for, just for being a reporter and they're aw- awesome at what they do. Absolutely. I, I, if I screw up here, you may buy a, a bad bottle of wine or something, but – I don't think that's ever happened. <laughs> At least nobody's <laughs> ever told me that. But if somebody else screws up on a more important topic, that's a, a totally different story. Anyway, they, they do have to walk a very, very careful line. Anyway, uh, so I packed up things and it was time to head out. And the next stop on the journey is somebody who is such a mentor to me, so important in my life. His name is Michael O'Shea. He's, he's an icon in radio, was at some of the greatest stations in LA and other parts of the country, but now is a part owner and also uh, the general manager of the radio stations, one of which we are on in Napa and Sonoma. They recently won the Marconi Award, which is the equivalent in radio of the Academy Award for the single best radio station, news station, I should say, in their market size in America. And wow, I think that's we're talking, that's we're talking, quite an eye. I think it was like 1,700 radio stations. Anyway, but this time I'm I'm going to Michael's house. I've never been to his home. I always meet him at the station or a restaurant or something. It's so wonderful to see the people that you really care about in their own environment. It was, really, it was really truly something wonderful. And we walked through his backyard and he showed me his gardens and stuff. You know, he, a person whose home is lived in, every space has a purpose. I just felt like, gosh, now I understand this wonderful man better. What I don't understand about Michael is that he's not really a big wine drinker. That's, that's terribly wrong. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. But now I I did want to mention this. One of the things that was scary for me is that I was going from Napa to Sonoma. And there's a couple of different ways to do that. But I was going up over the hillsides. And part of those hillsides are – places that have burned badly. And I was frankly – Oh,
0: from last uh, – Last the fires last, fire, couple, yeah. last couple
1: of years, yeah. And I was frankly really super paranoid about doing that because there was smoke everywhere you looked. And just to put it in perspective uh, for a second, there are literally been thousands of fires just in the past few days. And I think I saw that there's over 250 fires raging in California right now. So this – we may be just at the beginning. I, I pray that's not the case. But, yeah, uh, it, I hope that's it, uh, it, it, not the case. It, it, it may be the beginning. One thing that was wonderful is that I did drive through what's called the Fountain Grove neighborhood where so many people in Sonoma County live. It's in the town of Santa Rosa. And this is where so many of the people who work in the vineyards and and the wineries – where they live, and that neighborhood was just leveled a few years ago. And it's largely rebuilt, at least what I saw. I don't know if that's completely mm-hmm. true, but it was so nice to see houses.
0: Now, are there vineyards in that neighborhood as well?
1: Uh, No, not exactly, but there are vineyards really close by and lots and lots of really famous vineyards really close by. But it's nice to see that they have recovered uh, quite a bit. Uh, it sickens me to think that they are now facing more fires. And the fires are absolutely everywhere. So from there, just a, a real quick reference, I got to go visit somebody who also lives in Santa Rosa, a woman by the name of Colleen Beatty, but I used to be calling Bickham. And um, her father was like the producer of the Carol Burnett show. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I met her because – She worked for the Los Angeles County Economic Development Corporation, a very powerful economic watchdog for LA County. And uh, during 9-11 or after 9-11, she was looking for a marketing firm to help in an effort to get people to come back to shopping centers and restaurants and get back to their lives. And I was chosen. I had a marketing firm at the time. And she and I have worked on some very noble projects together. And one thing that's super significant, I think, is that we did this incredible event for the World Trade Center for L.A. and Long Beach. And we honored some captains of industry in world trade. And one of those people was Sir Richard Branson. And what's significant is is that Richard flew us first class on Virgin to London, and we spent an afternoon at his home, in his home. And why I bring this up is because what shocked me about Richard Branson was what I start to observe in other people who have had great success. His home was lived in. There -hmm. were muddy shoes on a towel, You know, it was imperfect and it wasn't ostentatious. There was no guard gate. He's a billionaire. No guard gate. The door was ajar. The housekeeper let us in. Richard's prancing up and down the hallway trying to buy a luxury railroad. Uh-huh. Uh, railroad, uh, I guess railroad cars or something like that, and immediately make sure that we have champagne before we get into this video interview. But what 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 was so amazing was the humanity of people like Richard, people like Bonnie, a- and other mentors of mine that they are above and beyond everything else, real people. And those are the people that I think we have to surround ourselves with.
0: Absolutely. And that probably is a reason for their success as well. Yeah.
1: All right. When we come back, uh, we'll wrap it up, and it's going to be out in the middle of nowhere with one of my absolute favorite sommeliers for a truly wonderful and uh, quirky evening. That when we return with Grape Encounters. Today's edition of Grape Encounters is brought to you by Total Wine and More. Every week, we encourage you to look beyond the ordinary and seek the extraordinary. That's why you definitely want to check out Winery Direct at Total Wine & More. These products are identified by the yellow shelf tag in the store or online. The selection includes more than 2,000 of their 8,000 wines, and you could be confident that you're getting the highest quality wines produced by some of the world's most renowned winemakers at the best price. Winery Direct is one of the many things that makes Total Wine & More so unique. Order today at TotalWine.com. We'll be back with more Grape Encounters Radio right after this.
0: We've got to take a breather for a minute or two. Don't go away. Remember, if we don't let the wine breathe, it's impossible for the show to be done in good taste.
1: If you're a frequent Grape Encounters radio listener, you know that our show is all about inclusiveness. For far too long, wine consumers have felt left out. Simply because a small minority of, well, let's call them out, wine snobs have dominated the conversation. For 12 years, it's been my mission to give you, the wine enthusiasts that just want to have fun... A front row seat to everything that's cool about wine. And while we have a very intimate thing going on here, I've been thinking that we can take things where no radio or TV program has gone before. And so beginning next week, I'm inviting you and your friends to get together with me for a private online party. This isn't a big streaming free-for-all event. It's you, me, and your guests. You decide what you want to talk about. We'll set a time. Then it's party time. So email me using the contact form at grapeencounters.com. Tell me a little bit about how we can make this fun for you. And I'll respond to as many requests as I can. Just drop me a note at grapeencounters.com. Even though I spend almost every waking hour trying to track down all things wine, Total Wine & More is impossible to keep up with. That's because they have a team of experts constantly searching every corner of the world for amazing wines priced so you can enjoy them on any occasion like tomorrow they're always busy forging relationships with the best producers so that they're able to provide exceptional wines that are exciting and new to you at incredible savings and of course your faves will be there too new discoveries must have favorites and more than eight thousand choices to explore online with your handy device while you soak up some shade Visit Total Wine and more in person, or if you prefer a contactless experience, order online at TotalWine.com and pick up your order in the store or curbside. And for awesome summer wines, all under $20 and many under $10, be sure to check out their summer wines list at TotalWine.com. final chapter of Grape Encounters, at least the last journey that I was on, that we, which ended on Wednesday, what a time I had, starts with an unforgettable couple of days with Bonnie Meyer, founder of Silver Oak, along with her late husband, Justin, and he is a legend, an absolute legend. He was so important to the beginning of the Napa and California wine industry. But my last stop is with somebody who's been on this show a a number of times. And this time, I get to go to his home, which I've never been to again. I get to meet his wife, who I've never met before, and his young son, who's 11 years old, Rupert. Wife, Simone, son, Rupert. The sommelier is Christopher Sawyer, the sommelier for the stars. And he works with huge names. Is the Getty family huge enough for you, I Brit? think they'll, they'll qualify. Yeah. Yeah. The Lassiters, you know, he was the uh, CEO of Disney until, uh, until recently. I mean, just he, he consults with all of these really big names. And he is such a sweetheart. Um, so kind, so giving, so generous. And anytime I ever call him and I, I need his help with something – He's right there. Hmm. And so he lives down in Petaluma, which is below Santa Rosa a bit. He gives me directions to his house. And again, I make the same mistake. I think, oh, I don't need his directions. I'll just follow the nav system's directions. That mistake took me into a field. But actually, his house was in an adjacent field. And he had inherited this house uh, from his uh, parents it is truly green acres in a lot of ways. you know, there's interesting relics around. He's got all these antiques um, that are covered up outside, you know that I guess won't fit in the house now. <laughs> and he's got a wine cellar um, in the basement that's really cool. And then a table set up outside under an oak tree where we ate uh, barbecued food that he prepared. And his son uh, would bring out his pet rats and introduce them to me, told me stories about them. You know what I love is when there's a kid there and the kid is not sitting there on the darn device. Mm -hmm. Instead, they can interact with adults. So I'm thinking now it's getting kind of late. I was running behind. I didn't get to the Sawyer house until like, oh gosh, it must have been getting close to 738 o'clock. And I live like, From there, four and a half hours away, let's say. So I had decided that I'm just going to get a hotel room in that area, and then I'll get up early in the morning and come back home, right? Well, guess what, Brent? No hotels. Why? Uh, The fires. Yes. 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 That was pretty good. I'm very perceptive. Evacuees. (laughs) Evacuees. Now, by this time, the fires have just gotten completely out of hand. I couldn't get a place. I mean, just couldn't. Let alone a place that would let me bring Henry. Although I could have smuggled Henry in and I was about – I was going to do that. But then Chris Sawyer says, you've got to come down to the wine cellar. And so I go down there and it's like super rustic. I mean just old and there are dusty bottles and, mm. and newer bottles and – It was really – it was hyper cool, right? Did he have a tallow candle? I think – oh, yeah, I think so. I think so. And a Gutenberg Bible. Uh, I didn't see that, but (laughs) I'm sure it could have been there. Anyway, but he had an old leather couch that I guess he said could tell a lot of stories. What he wanted me to do, however, was he's started this new video blog – And so he set up multiple cameras, he and his wife, Simone. So anyway, we shoot the video. But then guess what? Henry poops on the floor. And I didn't realize it exactly until I saw Simone and Chris cleaning it up. I said, no, you can't do that. I got to do that. Oh, we clean up stuff all the time. I felt so bad. Henry's never done that. You know when he's been visiting somebody. But by by that time, he had been to five different places that day and I think he was whipped. Anyway, they were gracious about it. Oh, good. All right, uh, end of the story is this. I can't get a hotel room. I decide I'm going to drive back home. It's now midnight. So I'm looking at getting home at 4.30 in the morning and I have an appointment at 11 the next day. But I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this thing. And so I take off. I get as far as a town called Morgan Hill. I'm... Driving along, it's like 1 o'clock in the morning, all of a sudden, boom, I blow a tire. I could not get somebody to come help me. I had roadside assistance. It took two hours to get help. And anyway, luckily, there really nice guy came. It was just a nail in the tire. Got on the road. Guess what time I got home? 6 a.m. 7.30. 7.30, wow. All right, I go over to the studio and the wine bar. I pull into the parking lot. There's a pipe broken in the back. Now, we own this building, and guess who's responsible? Me. You. One of my ten- – it wasn't a horrible leak, but one of my tenants calls me. First thing, I, I said, you know what? I'm going to deal with this later. I can't deal with it, even though I couldn't figure out how to turn it off. And I go, it's just not a lot of water. It's hot out here anyway. It's evaporating. I go to bed. Uh, I'm asleep one hour. A tenant calls me. Did you know – that the, there's a pipe broken in the back. I go yeah, and he goes, well, what, what are you going to do? And I go, I'm going back to sleep. Thank you very much. <laughs> and I did. But the I'll end the story with this. I I started I I got up uh, about noon. I started working the phone to find a plumber. Nobody was available to come out. So I go, I'm going to go fix the darn pipe myself. I go out to the back. It's been fixed. Hmm. And I still don't know who fixed it. It wasn't the tenant. Nobody has stepped forward. There's no reason to think anybody that I know did it. It was fixed. There was a piece of uh, cut off PVC out there. You know what? Life is wonderful. It is. That's all I have to say, Brent. That was my wild and wacky version of Mr. Toad's wild ride. It gets so much better next week as we really dive in with Bonnie Meyer. You must not miss that or the following week's episode. I really appreciate y'all being here with me and with Brent. Brent, I appreciate you. And please stay safe, not just from COVID, but from the fires too. I have so many listeners up in the areas that are starting to get ravaged or have already been ravaged and it's just a it's a dangerous time be safe we'll be back with more grape encounters next week i want to remind you that grape encounters radio has been brought to you by total wine and more you know when you sell over eight thousand wines under one roof you're going to meet consumers from every walk of life with different tastes and needs luckily total wine has everybody covered with their nearly endless selection of wines to choose from plus a variety of ways to shop. They even have in-store pickup and contactless curbside pickup, so you're in and out in a flash. From your favorite picks to rare finds, there's always something new to discover at Total Wine & More. Order today at TotalWine.com.